This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, friends. Welcome to the very last podcast recording of 2022. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I'm welcoming you to the Ops Authority Podcast. Hopefully you've been a longtime listener, but if not, welcome here where we talk all about building a business and a career as an operational expert. Our focus is typically on building you up and supporting our students who join us for the Director of Operations Certification Program. But today I'm going to give you a different view, and that is one that is coming from me as a business owner and a CEO of the Ops Authority. And I always love these episodes myself when I hear them because it helps me to see how other people are building their businesses, especially in the landscape that we're in today, also as a service provider and someone who has really traveled through all different types of business models since I have been in business. So I started as a one-to-one service provider coming right out of corporate. And I am so grateful I did that because it gave me a lot of experience and I learned a lot by working in so many people's businesses, but I learned what I wanted to do. I created stronger offers. I elevated the people that I was working with, the avatar, if you will. And because of that, a pretty significant amount of people were wanting our services or my services. So I created a one-to-many model. You know how it goes with business. If you're not pivoting, you're not in business. And that is synonymous with everything that I have done too. So I started as a one-to-one service provider, have done lots of project work, have worked in retainers and have built, you know, group programs and, you know, I've scaled in multiple different ways, even though that word scaling can be very, you know, there's a lot of different meanings that come along with scale. However, to get to the point that I'm at today, I have taken all of the information that I use to work with my clients and have put it into a pretty large container and body of work called the Director of Operations Certification Training Program. That is our signature offer here at the Ops Authority. And ladies, I spend the majority of my days, my life, my time, building up this team so that we can be a solidified brand in the market, a go-to, a best-in-class delivery is always our focus. And so I just wanted to take a few minutes today to kind of share with you guys on what is happening inside of the Ops Authority and especially at this reflective time of year. I've done this every single year I've had the podcast. By the way, we are at episode number 181. And every time I look at my spreadsheet to get ready to record, I'm like, wow, how are we at 181 episodes? I remember having that limiting belief that I wouldn't have enough to talk about. (laughs) And we have pages and pages and worksheets of things that we can 
can talk about here. So if that has ever held you back, I'm here to debunk that and to tell you it's not true because we're sitting at 181 and we've probably got a good 281 planned. So lucky for you, we're not going anywhere. But I do these every single year at the end of the year. And if you're looking for a way to review what you have done this year, I have put together something called a reflection framework. And all you've got to do, take an old fashioned piece of eight and a half by 11 paper or whatever size you want and divide it into four different quadrants. You're going to look at what is working, what is not working, what is missing and what is confusing. And I look at my business through all of those lens. I will first go through my business, go through the team, go through my offers and the products that we have. Anything that you're trying to solve for, just go through what's working, what's not working, what's missing, and what's confusing. This has been a strategy that has helped me build thousands of people and work with thousands of people in corporate. And then now moving on to thousands of students here at the Ops Authority. So Alrighty, let's kick off with our review of this year in 2022. This year was planned to be a stabilization year. If you go back and listen to our podcast at the end of last year, you'll hear that. But I had anticipated that the market was going to change and it definitely did. I had a couple things that were just strong feelings, kind of guttural or intuitive thoughts that I had at the end of last year. And that was that the economy was going to catch up with us. And when I say economy, I just mean the the pandemic, everything that the government and societally we had done and changed through the pandemic, through 2020 and 2021. I had a feeling that there was going to be something different in 2022. Now, thank goodness we didn't have another pandemic. Now, that would have been just ugh, nothing that any of us want. But what I really expected was the changes in economics to catch up with that. And so altogether, we've seen inflation. We've seen the talk of recessions. We've seen a shift in the way that buyers are spending money. I felt like many of these things, of course, I couldn't predict what it was going to look like or feel like or be like, but I felt from a timing perspective that we were getting to a place where we were going to see some changes. And so I went into 2022 looking for stabilization and wanting to do what we could to protect the profit margins that we had seen in 2021. And I want to just share something really quick, kind of off script for me, but 2020 and 2021, if you started your business or you saw most businesses, especially service-based businesses, saw significant growth, unprecedented growth in those two years. And I believe that 2022 is representative of what business is going to look like for the next three to five years. And so if you came in at that kind of euphoric time, where profit margins were really high, where buyers didn't need a whole lot of marketing, where you didn't have to have so many touch points before someone converted to a sell, that opportunity has really shifted in this year. This is what business was like from 2018 to 2020, at least for me. And so if you were someone who came in during 2020 and 2021, you probably came in at a very, at a wonderful time for you from a business perspective. But what you saw in 2022 
is more representative of what business really looks like. And of course, it's harder. Of course, you have to be more innovative, more agile. You have to be able to meet the customer and deliver on what you say. Those are just plain old-fashioned business principles. And if you got away without doing and having being hyper-focused on those things before this year, let me just restate that what we saw in 2020 is most likely going to be what we're looking at for the next three to five years and maybe forever because this is typical business. And so just to recap, I came into 2022 looking at stabilization, both from a team perspective, a product perspective, and a marketing perspective. And luckily for us, we really were able to see some strong wins in this year, albeit a stabilization year. I would say my greatest win of this year is being able to have worked with and serving 167 students through our Director of Operations Certification Program. We also launched and were successful with launching five different cohorts this year. So we are wrapping up 2022, having just launched round 17 of the certification, which I have to admit, it blows my mind that we are all the way at round 17, kicking off with round 18 here in the beginning of the year. Another great win that we celebrated here was in July, we had 100,000 downloads of our podcast. And, you know, numbers are numbers and what my podcast produces versus what other people's pot. I don't sit in comparison, but I am wise enough to know that it is a gift to have 100,000 downloads of this podcast. And I'm so, so grateful. We celebrated with a fun giveaway and I don't take one listener for granted. So thank you guys for being here today and for hanging out and celebrating with us over the summer. We have significantly grown since then. So it'll be fun to see how quickly we can get to 200, 250, some of those big milestones out there. Other wins, our benefits package includes a mental health day for all of our employees. And that is something that I was so grateful to see that our team utilizes. I mean, we hold them, actually, Alex holds everyone accountable to remind them, hey, no matter how busy we get, no matter how significant the project that you're working on, don't forget to care for yourself. And so I'm proud to offer that benefit. But as we're looking in reflection on the year, I'm proud that people take advantage of it. And another big accomplishment for me, probably more more me personally, is that we were able to give one of our dear, dear employees a paid maternity leave. And, you know, as someone who came from corporate, I know what corporate benefits look like. And I also know having built hundreds of small businesses that it's really, really difficult to offer benefits that are competitive to a corporate offering. And this is one that when it came up, I knew I had to find a way to figure out how to bring that to life. And lucky for us, we were able to do that even though it was a stabilization year. And I'm so grateful that we were able to do that and that our dear friend was able to enjoy some bonding time with her new daughter. And as a female-led business with a female-focused audience, nothing feels better than to be able to do that. 
I'm just picking on the high highlights of 2022, but we had such a great year and I'm so grateful for the team that comes together each and every day with a focus on our mission to serve our students in a way that will uplevel them, whether it's in building their own business or as a career. Alrighty, the number one thing that we had on our list to do, which is a long list, but the biggest project we have ever, ever done at the Ops Authority is what we called DOO 2.0. You probably heard me talk about this a few times on the podcast, but we are kind of savages for getting feedback from our students, the people who interact with us, whether it's through our launches or through our cohorts and our certification program. So we've been pulling all that information together. And in doing so, we have created and completely reworked the certification program. I had created this program about three years ago, and it took me a year before that to get the content out because I was really trying to help other people to do operations and be successful in serving others through their operational skill set. And so I went to work kind of documenting how I did things, frameworks that lived up in my head. I took some, I was really diligent with getting and downloading that information so that I could share and teach other people. And of course, there's been a large opportunity because so many women have this skill set. And so now we have not only my initial attempt at this, but we have 17 rounds of feedback and people having come in and given us their insights and critiqued what we were sharing. We have learned ourselves what works and what doesn't. We've up-leveled the experience. We know more. Bottom line, we just know more. We have more data. We have more feedback. We have learned because we've been in business longer. And we completely redesigned our certification program this year. It has been a significant effort. And altogether, this project has taken thousands of hours from our team. Yes, thousands of hours from our team. And in addition to that, about 70, I think at the end of the day, we'll probably spend $70,000 on the project. So it has been a huge endeavor for us, probably the biggest project we'll ever do. But it gave us a really great opportunity to redesign the course to make sure that we are serving students in their needs and also identifying any gaps that we had. We have added some really important information and content that was not there before. I've shared this in the past, but we record every single question that our students ask in every single cohort. And we looked at those and said, okay, where are their themes? And we looked to see if we had that content, if we needed to get more specific, if we needed to add more depth, if we needed to remove something. So it's all redone, very refined, and we're seeing some really great traction. Realm 16 was the cohort that started with this new content. And as we have always promised, all of our alumni who have come through before also have access to this too. So it has been a very very, very big project and one that took a lot of time from me personally because I wrote all of those scripts that you guys are going to have access to, our students and our alumni will have access to. And then of course, coordinating with the professional videographer and editor. We've got everything from, you know, our internal team creating workbooks. We've got 
contractors who are doing graphics to turn some of these ideas into concepts that you can see in a two-dimensional way. We've really tried to make it inclusive and accessible. So I'm excited for that to wrap up. I'm excited that we did it. I am perhaps even more excited that we are getting to the finish line on that project. But that was our big project in 2022. And because of the breadth of that project and the depth, we really didn't have a whole lot of time for other big, big projects. Now we work on, I feel like we work on hundreds of projects all the time. But in a launch-based business, we tend to, you know, our entire marketing calendar is circled around our various launches. And as I mentioned earlier, we had five launches this year, which all take a significant amount of effort and pretty much all hands on deck. So between launching and the DOO 2.0 project, we were really, really busy and that takes me into the next portion of today's chat, which is the insights that I gained throughout this calendar year. And so something that became very apparent to me from a team structure. Now, I love to look at team structures. I love to build them. And so to no surprise, I spend a lot of time being quite critical of ours. And just for those who, who don't know, or maybe you need a refresher, we have three different functions in our company. So we have a marketing department, we have an operations department, and we have a delivery and student success department. Contrary to the way a lot of businesses build, I started on the backside of business, to no surprise, as an operator here. I started on the backside of business. And so we built out our operations. I I led our operations for many years. And then we started to build out our coaching and student success and all focus on the backside of business. And so marketing was done by contractors and very, you know, really kind of in the crevices of time and kind of borrowed time. And so in the last couple of years, we've been able to build a marketing department up. And what I realized this year is marketing really has, I mean, there's so many different functions inside of marketing, but in our business, we've called it marketing. And as we move forward, I want to evaluate how we can separate the organic side of marketing. And that's everything from this, our podcast, it's social media, it's, you know, joint ventures and collaborations, all of that sits in the organic side. But to put both the organic and launch underneath the same umbrella or the same person just feels very, very difficult to balance. And so because that's the way that we have done it, in a growth stage, we had one, you know, main person over quote unquote marketing, what I see necessary to do to really get a stronger return on investment is to separate those. And yes, that takes an investment to be able to get something out of that and to be able to see the changes, but I'm ready for that. It feels very, very clear to me that I need to separate the organic part from the launch part. And so launch management will have its own area and organic will have its own, even though organic is really, really big. And so I'm excited to see how that plays out for us. I also feel like if you're listening to this and you're thinking the same thing, you know, put this as a feather in your cap. I really feel like we as service providers, if you're building a business or if you're building someone else's business, 
look at marketing. I think that we're asking way too much from one or a couple, basically a lean department to do all of the things. And this to me makes the most sense right now. And in our business, when we are so focused on launching, it really doesn't give us enough time or that one or two people in our marketing area to be able to give a good concerted effort to the organic side. And they are, I mean, they rely on one another, right? The better, the stronger, the organic part of our business, the greater number of leads come into our conversion events or our launches. And so we're going to have a better, stronger look at that as we move forward. And as we're talking about launches, you guys know that we are obsessed with your success or student success. And anyone who encounters our brand, we are collecting feedback and data from. And so with all of that data, now I have been in business since 2015. I have been launching the certification program for the last three and a half years. So we've got lots and lots and lots of data from all of the live launches that we have done to convert people into our DOO program. And one thing that I learned this year is that we should be forecasting based on our actuals rather than the averages from the year before. So if you have not, or if you don't, I really want you to consider forecasting off of what happened this year in 2022 to create a forecast and a budget for what you can expect in 2023. This is a practice that we've had in place for a few years now, and it's so helpful for us to see what is working and what is not, when we need to be looking at contingency plans, when we need to be innovative, when we need to cut, when we have permission to grow. All of those things come off of our budget and our forecast. And so if you're not doing that, I really want you to consider doing that. It doesn't have to be a crazy intense exercise. It's a very, very helpful one. And it starts with looking at what you did the year before. Where I believe I have gone wrong is looking at the averages from the year before. Our business is quite cyclical. It's based off of launches. And so we tend to launch around the same times of year. In the past, I would look at how many enrollments we had the year before, and then I would divide that by the four or five launches that we're going to host the following year. And it just doesn't work like that. The math doesn't work like that because we now have enough data to see that there are trends with our January launch that look different than our spring launch and our summer launch. And so we are going to quit looking at averages and really narrow in on what we were able to do at a similar point in time the year before. And I don't know, that was an insight that came to me and I hope that it may be helpful for you guys too. And it doesn't matter if you're running a product-based business like ours or if you have a service-based business, which I assume the majority of you guys do, you wanna make sure that you're looking for those trends so that you can create something that's actually dependable. I know that the more data you get, the clearer you're going to get. So start now so that you can start getting that data and you can have the same epiphany that I did this year. 
And then another insight you might be interested in is our certification program has two different tracks. So we have an employee track and we also have a business builder track. At the beginning of the certification rounds, I would say one through probably five or six, almost every single, I would say 99, let's just round it up to 100, all of our students were coming to us to build a business. And as the economy changes and our student population grows, we see that we are gaining more interest from people who are serving in a full-time capacity as an operator to another business or even in corporate. They are taking the learnings and the training that we have here and are applying this outside of just building a business. So this is to serve in their full-time career. Now, a lot of these people are coming in sponsored, so their employers are paying for this. But even for our independent contractors who are serving in a dedicated capacity, we're seeing more and more of this. And so this year, we have 35% of our students are in a full-time or dedicated capacity, which is really, really cool. It helped us when we were re-recording our content to create a few special tracks and trainings for people of that interest. So those are the three insights that we had this year. I'll summarize them by saying really looking at separating marketing, the marketing function into organic and launch. Another was forecasting from actuals rather than averages off of the previous year. And then just that our full-time and dedicated student base is growing. And I believe that that's going to be a trend that continues in 2023 as service providers are looking more into and are more attracted to full-time offerings. So, 2022 was an incredible year. I would say we started with the mentality of stabilize and that is where we finished. I am very, very proud of what we've been able to do, who we've been able to serve, how much impact we have been able to make and how much success has come from our students in a time when the economy has been questionable at best. And our students are still seeing great successes and I'm seeing them be innovative and really get clear on who they want to serve, be more adaptable to changing the offers that they have and looking into full-time opportunities if that's what serves them best in their life right now. So we aren't going anywhere. We stabilized in 2022. And as I look forward to 2023, I see a pretty exciting year for us. I don't believe that our profit margins are going to be wildly different. I don't believe it's going to be easier to be in business, but I see that we're going to have more opportunities for innovation. And my, if you will, word of the year for 2023 is innovation and agility. To remain competitive, we have to continuously innovate, listen to your customer, listen to our students, get the feedback that you want and you don't want and do something with it. And so we've put some systems in place in the last couple of months with our leadership team to be able to do that so that we can gather the feedback, listen to it and take action on it. It's one thing to collect it. It's a whole other thing to create projects and to prioritize it. And so out of that feedback, we have been able to innovate and we're going to continue to have a big focus on that. When you innovate, especially for operators, and our company is largely is largely compromised of operators because that's who we work with. And that's who I enjoy working with too. 
So we have no problem getting things done, but when you are innovating and you've got so many different things on our strategic map, one of our proprietary systems that we license our students to do, we're still leveraging that internally and there's a lot on there. And so I'm encouraging us from a leadership perspective to be more agile. Yes, we're going to be innovative. Yes, we're going to close more loops. We're going to have to prioritize those things and be agile, especially as a team, but also with the decisions that we're making. And that is something that I need support from our team. And I've loved the way that they've been able to step in and help me be supportive of me as a slower decision maker, more of that operator mentality than a visionary. So as we look forward to 2023, innovation, agility, faster decision making, and we've also got some really great products on the horizon. We are going to be hosting our first ever conference in April. And this is the first time I'm actually speaking about that. So as my team listens to this, they may be like, ah, she's putting it out there way too soon. But we're getting all geared up for that. You'll have the opportunity to join us in January. That's when our tickets are going to go on sale. We're going to host our event in April. And the other thing is we're looking at some other products for us to serve our service providers. And then on the launch side, we're going to get more innovative with the way that we have done launches. So we have done our signature launch is our scope creep solution. I believe that this is the magic bullet for anybody who is a service-based business or a service provider. So we're going to do that here in January for our round 18 cohort that's going to be opening up soon thereafter. But we're going to have more innovative launch styles for you guys to join us. And our event is one of them, but you're going to see others in 2023. Alrighty, friends, if you're listening to this, I want you to join us in our Facebook group. Come on over to theopsinsiders.com. It's going to direct you to our Facebook group. Why would you want to be in that Facebook group? Because we are your people. If you've enjoyed this podcast and any of the podcast episodes that we have put out, we want you to join us over in our Facebook group where that community continues to discuss topics like this and even our podcast on a week to week basis. So we are building a genuine community. It's a free community and it is a place where people who have project management skill sets, who desire to be operations focused at any level should be hanging out. So join us at theopsinsiders.com. There's also a healthy amount of job opportunities that come in there on a regular basis. So if that is appealing to you, come on over theopsinsiders.com. All right, friends, thanks so much for hanging out, for being a faithful listener to the Ops Authority podcast. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. And I hope that you will join us in the upcoming year in all of the different ways that we look to work together. Hope you guys have a fantastic New Year's and we will see you bright and early in 2023. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.